Can you say something again real quick just for a test? Yep. Okay. Hi, hello. Whoa, hello. Still loud? Um, no, it's okay. I mean, I, I'm just checking because I'm recording your end just in case we ever have a problem with the Dropbox and shit, too. Okay, I get a little. Oh, I've had a day. I, I I can see that. Uh, what's what's going on over there, my friend? You have a fucking ice pack on your shoulder. Yeah, well, sometimes you have to build this lovely desk situation, um, and that requires a hollow core door, as one does when this is just how we do things. Oh, you need a table? Go get a door. You have sawhorses? Go to IKEA. They're cheaper. Great. Go get the door. Did not expect to have a stack of seven doors fall on me. Oh no! Wait a minute. The, the the like palleted doors on the shelf above fell on you. Yeah. Why didn't you have a uh, official representative from IKEA come and get that down for you? Isn't that how that's supposed to work? No, this was at Home Depot, so this is oh. why there, there's obviously no one around. Yeah. So the last time yeah. that I was at Home Depot in Bedsty, I stood on a five gallon bucket to get something off a high shelf, and nearly the same thing happened. But I managed to escape <laughs> death. Sounds like you did not. Yeah, I um it was rough. I I just put my thing up cuz I couldn't hear myself. Um yeah, it uh you know how they're supposed to be like library stacked in the shelf? Yes. This was not and I tried to go for it and then they all just started coming and I could hold them up until they all started like cascading upon down and then, you know, my arm gave out and I had to like duck out of the way and then uh it caught me on the way down, scraped my whole oh, neck. Oh so God! Like I'm just seeing giant... now. Oh, not a Will. hickey, not a hickey. Oh, dear listener, it is a it baseball on my shoulder. Fucking scrape out of your neck. That looks horrible. Yeah. Oh my God! Did yeah. the people at Home Depot make a big fuss, or did you run out of there I, in shame? I had to go find someone to be like, "Hi, stuff just fell on me. Um, what do I do? I probably have to do an accident report." Because retail, we know that when accidents happen, and they were like, they were like, damn, and they were they're like, oh, these aren't put the way they're supposed to. Why? Who put it like this? And they're like, are you okay? And I was like, well, and they're like, damn, okay, go find our manager. I'm like, okay. Oh my god. Well, I feel like we shouldn't talk about this too much in case in case it uh, compromises your future lawsuit against the Home Depot Corporation. Because it sounds like you have an ironclad case here. You just had employees admit on the record that uh, safety protocol was not followed. I I mean, the fucked up part of the Home Depot of it, uh, of it all is that I don't think, you know, a Home Depot associate stacked it like that. I'm sure someone was rifling through them and just piled them back in. You know how, like, the two-by-fours are always, like, everywhere? Yeah, yeah, sure. Kind of like that, but usually it takes a very strong person to do that with like seven doors just to be like, no, I got the right one. Yeah, I, I don't throw them all back. I don't know. Unless someone was very, very picky about the condition of their hollow core door and knowing the uh, usual train of day laborers and Hasids looking for hollow core doors, I don't think they're that picky conditionally and wouldn't go through the effort of taking down seven doors and then re putting them back up poorly. I, I would bet you that uh, somebody was minutes away from their lunch break 
and said, ah, fuck it, just lay them on their side. Who knows? But either way, there's some slight tenderness and swelling. So if it gets, I mean, depending slight. on the bruising. I mean, my God, yes. that's going to be horrible, man. It's red right now. It's going to be black and blue later. It's purple. It's not oh, red. It's purple. God. Wow, yeah. this is worse than the time that the kids assaulted you with a broom handle. That I escaped unscathed. <laughs> that was fine. That was fully fine. Oh, man. I, I should have known something was wrong in the air in the ethers when I was on the BQE and there was a Trump caravan rolling down the BQE with flags and shit. Oh, really? I, I uh, just saw this off the uh, freeway exit near my dad's over here at 271. Maybe there was a uh, nationwide uh, show of solidarity for our big wet boy. I was alarmed. I went, KS how why um and of course in new york it's fairly short like it was like 20 cars maybe and you know going the other way there was just someone with their arm out their window with their middle finger up the entire way down i was like that's the new york i like to see yeah oh man no i don't like that at all we can't shame our beautiful boaters it's hard to own a boat in new york so they have to go on the bqe um, but maybe one day the uh, all of the beautiful boaters from uh, Far Rockaway will get it together and come up the East River with their Don't Tread on Me flags. Oh, boy. Well, they'll just sink those, so I don't know about <laughs> that. That's not a great plan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, they also had all the, like, Blue Lives Matter uh, flags and then, like, a flag of Israel. And I went, I'm confused by the messaging going on here, people. Like, I don't know what we're trying to do. And it's alarming. Well, as you know, I mean, in New York, there is a lot of Jewish support support for uh, DJT. So maybe it was like authentic Jewish people. But I also just think reactionary Americans really love Israel for whatever reason. But you know I what I mean? It's of, just one of those I things. I don't know that, any Hasidic cops. So. Yeah, I don't know. There's not probably not probably not that many Jewish cops in general. I'm not sure, though. No, not like that are like Orthodox. No, I was like, what the fuck is this? What? I was like, this is, again, culture jamming of the nth degree. I was like, I don't even know. And, of course, they were playing Billy Joel from, like, a player piano on the back of a flatbed. And I went, oh, okay. Boy. Maybe they made the trip in from Long Island then. It seemed a little imported, yeah. Yeah, just a troll. I don't know. You know, there's some weird culture jamming going on around here with the politics right now because I was just on a walk tonight, and I like to do a count of Biden-Harris signs versus Trump signs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say, there's a lot more Biden-Harris than I would expect. I really wonder. I think Ohio's a genuine toss-up, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, what I was trying to say was that there's a state senator running who I assume is a Republican named Shay Hawkins. So you see a lot of Trump yards that also have a Hawkins sign on them. And the name Shay is really small. And the sign is blue. So I keep thinking it's Howie Hawkins, you know? Oh, like it's a green like, party that has made its way to suburban Ohio? Yeah, and I and I recognize immediately that, like, nobody around here knows who the fuck Howie Hawkins is. I mean, he has fewer followers on Instagram than, like, some of our friends. Uh, but <laughs> he does. It's true. Okay. Well, there we go. 17K. It's not very—it's not doing well for the greens out there. But anyway, it just causes me a momentary like culture jam confusion where I'm like, wait, what? All the Trump yards like Howie Hawkins too? But no, it's someone named Shay. Like as in like Seamus, like Shay or S 
each like Shea Butter. Like I'm confused. No, like Shea Wiggum. S H A Y. Huh. Yeah, I don't know like where that name comes from. It just sounds like a very rural name. It sounds like an Amish person, actually. Shea Hawkins. Well, we're gonna look it up right now. Is what it is. Shea Haw. Oh, you're straining your internet connection. I don't think you should look anything up while you're on the podcast. Yeah, it is. Am I laggy? Yes. Mm. The moment Aww. you did that. Ooh, he looks like um, who's that guy from uh, the the morning? Kelly Ripa has a clothing line at like Macy's. Michael Strahan. Michael he Strahan, like the a football s- player. Yeah. Wait, wait. He's a Shea Hawkins is a black dude. Yeah. Oh that's my why god. I'm, some confusion. <laughs> I'm shocked. Um, that's a fur- that's a further level. Like I don't I don't even know anymore. Like, but he looks like a like a pocket sized uh, Michael Strahan. Oh, that's so funny. It's very weird. I he is a Republican, right? I don't know. Oh, I can't okay. look it up. On, I can use my phone and not use the regular internet. Apparently, yeah. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> well, gosh, that's even weirder. I, I mean, I brought it up in the first place because you know I'm not surprised to see an Israel flag with like the Blue Lives Matter stuff and with the Trump stuff because everybody out here, it's all Blue Lives Matter, uh, thin blue line, and Trump simultaneously. Like, there's very little. Trump stuff that's just the Trump sign. There is that, obviously, but it's almost always paired with a Blue Lives Matter thing. And at the same time, which is so weird, the Biden Harris stuff so is weird. almost always paired with an end racism or a BLM thing. I mean, it, it's the most Ohio thing to only know two brands. Yeah, so that's, they're like, well, mm-hmm. it's one and the other. And they're like, what about it? You know, you're not going to see any red rose signs anywhere. You know, like that's yep. just not going to be a thing. Um, no, I know it's true. Obviously, I've been like deeply immersed in the monoculture. In fact, right now, I, I feel like a bit of a disappointment because I, I ran up here after having a, a nice salmon dinner to podcast with you. But um, everyone downstairs is very excited to watch 60 Minutes right now because it's the uh, pre-election special with Trump and Biden. And uh, yeah, I know. But because this is middle America. Dear reader, I'm <laughs> squeezing my head. He's rubbing it's his already dirt enough trauma today, him. but shit (laughs) but yeah because this is middle america and we love legacy media don't we folks um i already knew that trump walked out of the 60 minutes interview like it must have leaked when they filmed it or whatever because to me that's like week old news but it he leaked it he did he posted it oh interesting okay all right well great that's why leslie stahl's like fuck this man (laughs) yeah well so anyway for those of us online i mean this happened a week ago as far as i'm concerned but it's it's very exciting right now to uh Dive deep, you know? Yeah. Ugh, 60 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I watched 60 minutes last week. It's a it's a big event around the house. You know, and I hadn't watched something like that in a really long time. It's, it's well, I don't know. This isn't going to be interesting to anybody, but it's weird, man. Like, last week they did a special on um, Vladimir Putin's, like, potential opponent in Russia. A very sympathetic, like, puff piece about this neolib guy that's, like, running against Putin who... Putin uh, theoretically poisoned or whatever, and it's very weird. He poisoned another person. Yeah, he did probably poison him. I mean, he's he does that. That's sort of a thing that happens over there. That's like a thing, right? Like you get a little radiation poisoning, like his little like garnish on everything. Yeah, uh, this one was actually like a uh, KGB nerve gas that they put on a water bottle. So for whatever reason, rather than put it in the water that he drank, they put it on the outside. Just as a little... For when you want to send a message of, we'll fuck you up a little, just so you get a little taste of what it's going to be. Yes, yes. Just I... so you pipe down over there. I mm. think that was That's it. That's like, 
That's mafia style is what that is. Oh, it is. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, it's the Russian mafia, man. They run the fucking country. I mean, Putin's a mm. dang boss. He's going to be president for life. I was tell- telling my dad, I was like, just this guy should just quit. I mean, don't fuck with him. You're going to get killed, man. But long story short, it was very weird to watch, like, corporate media in the United States paint, like, the uh, corporate oligarchy in Russia as real villains. When I'm like, wait, but, like, you guys just do the same thing here. Yeah. They don't like straight up poison politicians, but it's like, wait, we also live in like a kleptocracy. Why why are you portraying this guy as if like their country is different than ours? It's very weird well, to watch that kind of presentation in the United States because you don't see that if you're online, you know, you get your own no. uh, custom feed. So y- you don't have to put up with like the the mainstream line. But like, yeah, 60 minutes in the way they portray America as if that's that sort of like. American exceptionalism is still real is very think of weird. think of who 60 minutes is for though that is for people age 65 and up if you have your AARP card you automatically are like hmm this uh 60 minutes it's a uh, informative news source and uh definitely not for taking naps during oh yeah I wonder if Ron's falling asleep right now he's he's notorious for that that's whatever that is what people do you have a nice meal oh 60 minutes is on dudes hit the couch and then the politicking or whatever is on and then yeah you know my grandpa used to do that to walker texas ranger the 90s were a simpler time (laughs) oh boy oh Hmm. oh but yeah hey did you you watch the debate over there because i did not i completely missed it and i never went back to it i saw it was happening and went no no I'm not doing this. Yeah, you know, I I did the same thing. I was hanging out with with my friend Graham. Shouts out Graham, and you know, deliberately we were like, no, we're gonna have a fire, and like, you know, we call it the grill pill. We're just chilling. We're done with this politics stuff. We're grill pilled out here, so we're gonna cook up some dogs, and we're just gonna have a night and talk to each other. And it was strange for me because all of my uh, politics friends are texting me all night, like, oh, I'm with Biden on this one, or like. You know, ooh, Trump's getting a little crazy, and I just would send him a picture of the fire. Like, guys, <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm watching this just right the, now. No. I totally don't give a fuck. I've checked out of this completely. I I don't know why anyone would want to do it again after the first one. Like, that's the part where I'm like, well, we did the first one. That one was bad. That was... Well, I'm glad I watched that one because that was the entertaining one. That's the one that's going to go completely off the rails. And then it sounds like for the second one, they like overcorrected a little bit and Trump was a little more tame and they were muting people's mics. So it was like, oh, this is like, we're going to go do a real one again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested in the real one anymore. The real ones uh, are not entertaining. And if granted, like if that's what you're tuning in for, like you're not going to get the entertainment value, which is fine. I think that's okay. Sorry, I'm. There we go. Okay. I just had to lower myself. Um, but yeah, they were now, always Now you boring. look like they you're weren't in supposed a, to be fun. Now you look like you're in like a bathtub full of ice water given your injury. Because all I, all I could see was Will like from chin above, not even neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I was like looking down and I was like, oh, this is not a good angle. Let me actually adjust that. Yeah, so. there you go. You know, I've innovated my setup over here because, um, I've been too lazy to go to Staples and get my $100 office chair. So I put a uh, comforter on my metal chair, and now it feels almost comfortable. Are you still sitting on a folding chair? Yes, I, I folded over the comforter uh, into 
you know, I folded it over like four times. So it's double padding on top of the metal chair. And now it feels good. I think I can live with it this way. You know, there are places that have chairs and there's, they're all over the place out there. You can go to a place that has a warehouse full of different chairs. Oh, no, I know. I know that chairs are available, but I feel like since I'm, you know, I'm already working on a folding table over here. Um, I'm just leaning into the whole thing. My my whole setup is going to get more and more makeshift until it looks like a Jason Rhodes installation. That's my idea. Oof. Well, get the neon. I'm going to make a like a wall mount for my computer that's just uh, two two-by-fours nailed together very gingerly and maybe like some C-clamps that hold it on. Like the C-clamps hold the little like Apple like L-shaped thing onto, yeah, onto yeah. a plank? Precisely, yes. I feel like that that is a look that may or may not have been done already. I'm not 100% sure. Well, it's either that or I get the gaming chair and an end table that has a built-in refrigerator and USB chargers. Take your pick. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. But yeah, anyway, <sighs> we were talking about the uh, the entertainment value of the debates. And I agree with basically what you were saying, that like if you're not, you know, everybody's watching them for entertainment value. And when, you know, because the world is no fun and they want to suck that out of it too, uh, I don't understand why you would do it anymore. Well, don't watch it for entertainment value and then suddenly get thought points out of it. That doesn't make any sense. Like, you know you're watching for popcorn reasons and not for, like, policy, because let's be real, you shouldn't need to have that at this point. Right, of course. And I don't think anyone who's probably texting you has any sort of undecided voter qualities. There's no um, Ken whatever's. Ken Bone. Yeah, there's no Ken Bones about it. I wonder if Ken, ooh. puns, puns. <laughs> I wonder puns if Ken Bone is still not... legitimately undecided. Oh no, you know what? He's voting for Joe Jorgensen. I remember Excuse seeing me? that. Yeah, on his Instagram. What? Yeah, who's Ken, that? Ken I don't Bone? know who that is. Joe Jorgensen's the Libertarian woman. She's the new that Ron sounds... Paul, or what was the guy last time? Gary Johnson. A Joe Jorgensen sounds like a Glurgan at IKEA, and I did not see any Joe Joe Jorgensen's there, so <laughs> I'm not 100%. Which, if you want, like, the state of America right now, get your ass to an Ikea and walk around with people. Because, whoo boy, I am, I thought mall people were bad. <sighs> get people in fucking Ikea and they're worse. I was alarmed. Well, wait a minute. Let's back up here. Let's, yeah, let's forget about politics now. I want to get back to your room setup. So, you decided to, right now you're in the office, which used to be your bedroom, right? The Harry yes. Potter closet? Okay. Yeah. You decided that you needed an entire new desk. The small one that I left you was not good enough for you. Do you know how tiny that is as a workspace? Yeah, I mean, it's too small. I could not fit all of my current accoutrement of two soda cans, a bottle of wine, a microphone stand, and computer on it at the same time. Uh, you got to get creative, man. I did it many times in my day. You know, laptops take up more room than a uh, desktop. Oh, that's Apple. fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a little surface area under my desktop here that I can, you know, slide jewel you can chargers like, and cans behind and stuff like that. You're right. You can also like shove the keyboard because it's so little onto the little stand, and then you have all of that working area. I don't have that. Oh, I got you. Okay, so so you set up an entire hollow core door. You got like a real ass desk over there now. That's got to be nice. It spans the entire length of the room. That's great. So, so wait, what did you have to go to IKEA for? The sawhorses? Yes, because uh, apparently when you're doing internet research, you can check your inventory levels, and there were no sawhorses at uh, Home Depot. Interesting. Okay. 
under the $50 mark. I was like, mm, not paying $50 for saw horses. No, 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 no. No, yeah. Not worth it. This is America. They should be $10 <laughs> total. $5 each. No more. Absolutely no more. I could have gotten the little clamps and some two by fours, but I wasn't going to do that much work either. So let's be real. Ah, but you got but, yourself all set up. You have some uh, artwork. You moved around all the artwork. How's the some, ap- how, yeah? How's the apartment reshuffling going? Have you done any more like feng shui in the living room or? No, that's done. I don't have to do that. That's easy breezy. It's I in situ. Uh, given my propensity for heavy things and heights, uh, part of my plan was taking down scary bookcase. But today, I'm not going to tempt fate and try and lift something heavy by myself again. And be like, well, that's how I die. Um. But no, the, I did put your little desk by the window so I can have my own like carry moments of I couldn't help but wonder, <laughs> is the world getting out of hand or have I lost my grip on reality? Like whatever, you know, that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the, the camera to like uh, look at you through the foggy window as the snow falls and then zoom out to a drone shot of like uh, Brooklyn and then credits roll. Oh, this is <laughs> a snowy episode, a Christmas episode of... Um... I don't even want to call it Sex in the City. What What's the new title of Sad, Bald, Gay in a Tiny Room City? <laughs> yeah. You know, I heard the best description of Sex in the City on a podcast the other day that made complete sense to me. Uh, that Sex in the City is about four gay men hooking up in New York, played by four women actresses. No. First, no, no, this is wrong. Only one of them. Samantha is a gay man. Yes, she'll fuck anything with a pulse and not a pulse in some cases. Um, but like, yeah, no, well, hmm, I don't know. I'm just glad brunch is dead. Brunch is dead in New York. So life is solid. Oh, don't worry, man. Brunch is coming back big time. That's the, that's the whole reason that you have all these dweebs on Instagram being like, I voted early. Go Joe Biden. Everyone can't wait to get back to brunch. So just like I said, uh, you know, six weeks ago about how everyone had to have a month off before the election and then Trump got COVID. Well, enjoy your time where brunch is dead for about another six days. And then, uh, you know, November 3rd, when old big dick swinging Joe gets in there, everyone's going back to brunch, baby. We're forgetting about everything. Why is he big dick swinging Joe? I don't like <laughs> Hunter Biden apparently has 9.5. Did you hear about that? <sighs> Is this from his photo shoot smoking a cigarette in a tub or whatever? I'm not 100% up on this, but more things got leaked from his supposed hard drive. So all the funny pictures going around of like him passed out with a crack pipe and like him shirtless in the jean jacket uh, from a couple weeks ago. Apparently there was new revelations that he was like sending pictures of his junk to his family or something. It all sounded very dark. I didn't look into it hard, um, but one of the revelations was that he's got 9.5. And I mean, when you're that size, tacking on the point five just seems gratuitous. <laughs> I mean, who who are you trying to impress or dissuade? Like, I don't I don't know who the audience for that point five is, where you're just like mm, nine, and then you're like no point five, well, point five too much, too much. No, no, put it away. You have to put that away, sir. You're gonna put an eye out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do tall girls have deeper pussies or something? I don't know. Maybe like a 6'3 Amazonian woman is like, hmm, I don't know. If it was only nine, maybe not. But that point five can really do it for me. Oh, boy. I don't know if that's how anatomy works. I'm not really sure. I don't think so either. But I do think, you know, that could like, you know, that could rearrange some things if used inappropriately. So I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Well, so that's anyway. That's why I was calling him Big Dick Swinging Joe. I imagine it runs in the family. Ugh. Maybe it's like a recessive gene, like it skips a generation. So that's why, like, Joe's like, mm, I don't know, I can't remember things. Yeah, and he's a, he's like, a he's a doddering uh, yes man for the corporation, and his son is a crack smoking fucking pussy hound awesome motherfucker. That's the funniest thing about all the bi- uh, the Hunter leaks. It's like it just makes him cool. Like, does has everybody memory hold the last four years? Like. That kind of shit doesn't make people not like the person. That's the best thing about the whole Biden family is Hunter and his antics. I mean, I hope well, he wasn't fucking kids or whatever, but... Okay, well, that took a turn, but um, <laughs> I don't know about that last part. But Well, the, that's uh... what people are alleging. I'm not personally making that up. That's, you know, apparently oh. that might be true. I don't know. Oh, people are pizzagating him and his you know tree trunk yeah but on the other hand you're not allowed to talk about it on social media so it's really hard to find these things because uh because election is coming up everybody's censoring everything so it's hard to get any information edgewise you know the libs don't like it because it's a russian disinformation campaign and the conservatives are known to um let's say be hyperbolic about things like this so i'm I'm imagining the truth is is somewhere in the middle which would put uh hunter's dick in the range of like six to seven probably I mean, that could also be projecting from people who are, like, in that micro zone. They're like, it's so big, it's got to be, like, 9.5, man. And you're like, why are you looking so hard? Well, Blackbeard. Yeah. What's going on there? Why are you looking? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's a really good point. I should have gone on the small dick problem subreddit and seen what they were saying about Hunter. Really get to the bottom of this. See what the micro peen guys feel about it. I truly hate that that exists and that <laughs> I, it gives me such no. Well, maybe mm. you can become a member of its sister subreddit, Big Dick Problems. BDP? <laughs> yeah, BDP, baby. Oh, God. Yeah, it's called, uh, oops, gotta go, gotta go take a pill and get a shot again. Oh, wow. All those BDP motherfuckers are looking for the girls with BPD, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> BPE, like, beats per... What? Uh, BPD, borderline personality disorder. Oh, well. Yeah, now that tracks. Well, it. yeah. <laughs> well, hmm. explains several things. Yeah, all right. All right. Mhm. Hmm. Oh man, so what else is up? I can't I can't help but feel feel bad for you and your injury. Um Oh, I mean, yeah, this was just a really uh terrible day of Well, it started off not terrible. It was like getting stuff done, and then you're just like, "Oh, I've been beat by the world. I can't even go buy my rotisserie chicken because I look like I've been attacked by a giant squirrel on my neck and I'm wearing a turtleneck. I was wearing a turtleneck. So it looked like I was trying to cover up a hickey (laughs) when in reality it was far more violent. And I was like, fuck me for trying to live like this new England bullshit lifestyle for the day. Well, now you have a good excuse to a wear turtlenecks for a while and B not go anywhere out of shame. Your two favorite things. Well, I wanted to get stuff done though. Like I was feeling, I was feeling active when I went out last night. I was like, yeah, active person. And I'm like, I'm just going to, a good thing I bought a throw that I can curl myself up in on the couch while I hide from the world with my bruises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's about to be that time anyway. The weather's turning. They're going to start closing everything again. You're well oh, set yeah, up you, now. You all are in the purple zone. What does that mean? Did you know this? No. It's beyond red. It's in the purple zone. You're in the ultraviolet now. Oh, so it's it means it's spiking out, out here. 
Yes, yes, yes. You know, that makes sense because uh, I was supposed to go to a Browns viewing party today. Not a huge mm. party, but a small get-together at a, a family friend's house. And uh, it got canceled because one of the children got COVID from school. So, uh, and then, then in talking to uh, a relative of said child, I learned that uh, the entire volleyball team at the school got it. Then it moved on to the football team, which says a lot about what's going on at that high school. And then uh, moved on to the soccer team, who I guess got sloppy seconds. That That's how that goes. That is true. <laughs> tracks no, tracks I mean, completely. But yeah, so apparently it's rampaging. It's rampaging around the schools here, and they have no intention of closing anything, which is fine by me. I don't know. Listen, man, people aren't dying of it anymore. People get it and don't die, so it's fine. That's kind of how like, I feel. Extra like neurological things, or like you're more tired or something. But I would also just kind of, you know chalk that one up to, well, that's the world. You just get more tired. I don't know what to tell you. You didn't need like an uncurable disease to tell you that that's part of life. Shit. Yeah, no, I know. I, f- I feel like I must have said it before on here, but l- let's just wait and see. Uh, after the election, and especially after Biden gets inaugurated, if he wins, it'll just go away. I am 100% positive at this point that this is a politicized thing almost completely. Coronavirus is somewhere between the flu and something worse. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. And people will figure I mean, that I out have... when they're politically allowed to, you know? I mean, we had to put down contact info and get our temperatures taken to sit outside at a bar yesterday. So I was like, huh, this is happening again. All right, great. And then someone from the city stopped by my business location was like, where's all your paperwork? We were spot checking paperwork. I'm like, what paperwork? What is this? Oh, for contact tracing. No, for like, what is your protocol and your like action plan? I'm like, oh, wow. show. Okay. I was like, okay, show him the clipboard that has the long list of all the things. They're like, no, we have to have another one. I'm like, what bureaucratic bullshit in New York City shit is this? And they're like, yeah, you have to look up another thing and then just take everything that's in the thing that, you know, someone from legal already made and then just copy and paste it. I was like, I fucking hate everything. I'm really, I'm actually legitimately surprised to hear that New York City is like making good on their enforcement threats. I wouldn't have imagined there would be the resources for that and also like why guys just there's no well, way that like p- enough places are actually in compliance that they could carry through with uh you know bureaucratic violations anyway i'll explain to you why i think it happened um you know because i don't want the actual reason like on pod yeah i got you reasons yeah um <clears throat> but i have a sneaking suspicion of why um because, yeah, I, I, when you have a large population that's like all of a sudden spiking and you're like, well, what are the things that we did? Well, we opened schools. We opened a giant indoor center. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So that now might, they're like, that well, might we got not, a hawk on it. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. That might not make a ton of sense to you, but r- read between the lines. Yeah. Uh, no, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. There's a particular reason where you are to look into it. Right. Whereas at a, a singular establishment that's on the ground floor of another building, it's like not as crucial. No one gives a shit. Right. No, at that point, they're like, I don't know, give it a shot, whatever, who cares? But yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. Uh, this is going back a few minutes, but I wanted to mention, you mentioned rotisserie chicken and you weren't able to get it. Um, I had buffalo chicken dip for breakfast this morning made with rotisserie chicken. Oh yeah, you heard me correct. 
for breakfast. Uh, yeah, for breakfast, because I don't eat breakfast in the morning. So by breakfast, I mean at 2 p.m. when I finally ate, it was time for the Browns game. And uh, because oh. said event got canceled, a large quantity of buffalo chicken dip made with rotisserie chicken was delivered to me, hot and fresh. And I had two portions of it for breakfast. It was quite good. Chopped up some jalapenos and threw it in there. Mixed it with a, a little extra hot sauce. I mean, you know what the real hack is, though? You have to smear that on a bagel. Oh, boy. Don't get me started on bagels. I'm not eating the trash that they call bagels around here. It's just bread. You mean a Brugger's isn't satisfying your itch for an authentic New York bagel? Uh, dear Midwesterners, there is no bagels here. There are no such thing. It's just bread. You're just eating bread. You might as well just get white bread and form it into the shape of a bagel with your fingers and then smear the buffalo chicken dip on that because that's pretty much what Is it that bad? Is. It's that bad, yeah. I haven't. Re- I don't remember it being that terrible, but basically I, what you're describing is like supermarket bagels, which are just spongy bread with a hard shell. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I mean, and, and I can say that with confidence because I'm not even talking about Brugger's. Uh, not that long ago, I was taken to, quote, like the best bagel place out on the west side. And uh, first of all, when I asked them if they had locks, they didn't. I was like, what kind of establishment serves bagels and you don't even have like locks and capers and red onions? What the fuck is this? And so I got a sad bagel and it was sad. It was not real. And these were like homemade ones. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what this establishment does is boil their bagels. And my God, if it wasn't just bread. So they were really proud of the fact that they were slaying in a subpar product. They were like, yeah, this is the one. Well, and I have to say, relative to Brugger's or something, I mean, I guess it was better. But, you know, they say about bagels that it's all in the water. Like, it's something about that reservoir water and the minerals in it and stuff that makes the New York bagels particularly good. Because you can't even... Not reservoir. Whatever. River water. It's not river river. water. No, it's not. Yeah. All of the water in New York City comes from the Hudson River. Oh, oh, fair enough, fair enough. But way upstream, like, in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not drinking, like, city river water. No. Yeah, understood. Actually, well... Hmm. Never know, but apparently, yeah. oh, that's mm. apparently you can fish in the East and the Hudson River, and as long as you don't eat the bottom feeders, you can still eat it, which is shocking to me. I wouldn't do that, and I'm not averse to uh, gross or contaminated food in any way, but uh, that seems a little sus to me. That's how you get hepatitis C. I don't know, I guess. I mean, apparently it's pretty good fishing because I think it's not the Hudson River, but the East River is technically like some sort of saltwater estuary. Like, it's not a river. Yes. I don't know where that definition starts and ends. But apparently it's kind of good fishing because, like, mostly ocean creatures go up there. So you can get yeah, some, like, like, interesting stuff. But I don't know if I'd fuck with it. It seems crazy. It's like Long Island Sound, technically. So, like, right. if you are if you go up that, that away. You're in a weird salty area, but it's shallower, so it's easier to catch shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't eat it, but no. you know. But yeah, so I'm I'm doing pretty good with my working out and my diet. I'm working out and uh, eating buffalo chicken dip for breakfast. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I ordered twenty dollars worth of Taco Bell that only cost five dollars yesterday. So Ooh. I only ate fifteen dollars worth of it because. The Bel Grande was delivered just Bell and not Grande. Okay. It was missing half of the in- it was missing half of the ingredients and like the chips tasted funny and I went, I'm not trying to die because of this, so we're gonna in a rare form of I won't eat that, 
I threw it out. Well, wait a minute. I'm just connecting the dots here, too. Did you use some kind of like delivery service discount just to order Taco Bell? Because how did you get this a quantity for $5? Yeah, that's how. Uber, you you Uber. wasted a $15 credit on a delivery app on Taco Bell. That's what you did with it? I wanted to get Black Seed, but by the time I went to go order it, they were closed already. And I went, fuck. And it expired in one day. It was one of those things where, like, you have one day to use this up. And I'm like, fucking shit. I suppose that's somewhat more forgivable. But honestly, man, you know, put it towards sushi, put it towards Indian food even. I mean, to to waste a credit like that on Taco Bell, uh, oh. Well, here's the thing. Only, like, big chains were honoring the, like, full use of the discount other places were like no you get like two dollars off or whatever like the service fee and i would rather like pay a restaurant for real delivery like for real food i'd be like no you can have my money and tip or whatever this is like well if someone's gonna have to eat have to eat a cost i'd rather it be some i'd rather be yum versus like santa panza or something like that i mean there's no ethical consumption under capitalism but to each their own well, I wasn't going to order that myself and have to pay for it all. So what did you do with the portion of the Taco Bell that you didn't eat? I hope to God you didn't save it. Please don't tell me you No, I threw it out. Oh, no, thank God. no, I threw it out. Having to wait for Taco Bell delivered to your door is already risky enough. The expiration date on that shit. minutes. Really? You know what? It ge- I was alarmed. I've never ordered it <laughs> myself, but it genuinely seems like for the fast food restaurants that they put a big emphasis on making sure you get it within 20 minutes. Because even they must realize that you can't fuck around. You can't wait a half hour, 45 minutes for that shit. It's just if, not going to be good. They must get their orders returned all the time. If you think about like going into any fast food location and just imagine like what a cold delivery that response is going to get in that phone call. The amount of we're not dealing with it is so high. They're like, no, 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 run it, run it as fast as you can. We don't even fucking care. Yeah. I don't know. It must be rough for the delivery people though. Cause there's no way those fast food restaurants have designated people for this. It's all just like those he, freelance type of people that show up and no, he was in uniform as a Taco Bell employee. What you're no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, gang had a car, even though he was listed as having a bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a pizza. The BK Pizza used to do that, too. I think a lot of the oh. freelance delivery people have cars because it's the only way to get it there. I don't know. In a reasonable, yeah. Yeah, in a reasonable fair. amount of time. No, I think that's fair. I was also like, again, going back to the thing, who's going to eat the cost? Okay, giant company, great. You eat this cost of me making a terrible decision and... Fine, whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I was clowning on you before, but that's one of the reasons that I've never felt bad about stealing from corporations. But you do feel a little bit bad about stealing from mom and pops. Yes. You know what I mean? You would never walk into like an antique store and like, I don't know, shove a little figurine in your jacket. But if you're at Walmart and you want something and you just don't feel like paying for it, go for it. Is this your new... Ohio like theft ring that you're proposing stealing from Walmart? Uh no, I haven't stolen since I've been here, but uh basically because my options are down to big box retail only, um I am thinking about it more and more every day. Yes, it's on my mind. <sighs> For example, I was at Giant Eagle last night because I just felt like getting um some Ben and Jerry's as you do. And uh, it really hit me for the first time since being here that, holy shit, I can't just walk out of my door and get it immediately yeah. and come back. I have to get in a car right now at 9 p.m. 
go to the only place no that's bodegas. open past nine, which is Giant Eagle, and get it. But I did think about it really hard when I got up to the fridge. I was like, wait, it's Giant Eagle at 11 p.m. There's two people working here right now, neither of whom give a fuck. I have my big coat on because it's fucking cold here. If I just put the Ben and Jerry's in my coat and walked out, I would never get caught and no one would be harmed. Why would I pay four ninety nine for this? I'm especially well, thinking in these because terms because I'm not making any money right now. For the first time in many years, I, my bank account only goes down now. The stonks go down and the bank account goes down. And both things are bad. So, yeah. Oh, where the stonks going down to? The stonks went down happening? big time, baby, yeah. But, you know, hey, you set it and forget it. I'm not going to look at it for a while. I'll just uh, drink my own tears silently and stoically. That's the other thing I've been thinking about. No more, no more crybaby shit. I got to become stoic. I'm getting my conceal and carry license. I'm getting a gun. Okay. You can't be emotional in that situation. So anyway, yeah, I was thinking about later having. There's a, a lot gun to unpack there that we're just gonna and stealing Ben and Jerry's and not getting caught and no one being harmed. So you just want to be able to go like leave the giant eagle with your ben and jerry's under your pocket and if anyone stops like that you open one side of the coat with the ben and jerry's and then the, on the other side is the gun so you'd be like you gonna stop me for this ben and jerry's and then just walk off in the night with your hall 100 percent correct yes okay you know what though? well you can do that as a caucasian man in mayfield heights yes you know what i don't think that i could it, you know what i've been experiencing a lot here this might be an interesting broader topic the paranoia of the suburbs is at a whole nother level from when I grew up here. Uh, what do you mean the paranoia of the suburbs? For example, uh, Ron has four security cameras on his house. Uh, he is on the Nextdoor app. No. And looks at it a lot. And no. He, no. Is, <laughs> he has all of his lights in his house on automatic timers so that even if nobody's home, it looks like somebody's home. He's obsessed with making sure that all the window blinds are closed if you're not home so that someone can't, quote, come in and see. And I'm like, well, if they're going to break in, it doesn't matter whether the blinds are closed or not. What? Who cares if some creep walks up to your house and looks in the window? I don't understand this. But so, I mean, I find that creepy in the suburbs where everything is just like ground level. And I'm like, ooh, someone could just truly just like walk in and look in your window. I'm like, I don't like that. I like being up off the ground. Thank you so much. Well, I guess I understand that if you're there and they do that. Sure. I, I would yeah, never deny that, that that's weird, about. but the thing is, it's not when you're there. It's it's that he doesn't want anybody to see inside when no one's there. And so at that point, who cares? If you don't catch the person, who cares? What difference does it make if somebody does that? If they don't actually yeah, violate... Who's casing, yeah, who's, who's casing, casing a suburban home? Nobody. It's What I'm getting at is this like this trifecta of internal psychological paranoia the next door app amplifying the thing and then all of the technology technology that allows you to like create your little fortress being at ready hand you know and it's like that at every house in this whole place it's like that in every parking lot it's like that in every store i mean i feel like i'm in the uk with the amount of cameras that are on me at any given time in a way that in new york i'm sure that's kind of true too but to a way lesser ex extent in residential areas. At least I never noticed it. Well, we in New York, there's camera. There are cameras everywhere. But we, I've, you know, think about. I've been in lots of places. Lots of, you know, whatever. 
I used to have cameras that I could aim and point, and they were, were just very minimal about the look of them. In the suburbs, it's mostly about, look, we have the cameras. We're watching you. Like, they're telling you that they're doing it where in New York, we're like, yeah, there's a camera there, and there's one there, 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 there. You just don't see them because you're not, they're not making a show of the camera action. Yeah, the, like, that would render them useless. Correct. Right. The cameras in the suburbs are like modern day gargoyles. They are there as a as a means of scaring off the birds in the form of would be criminals, you know. Yes, they're, they're a spiritual they s- deterrent, and they don't really do anything at all. This is why they sell fake ones. Yeah, so yeah. you can have like the old school like golden eye ones that you can just like epoxy to the side of a building and be like, "Look, we got cameras. Don't try it." And you're like, "That's not hooked up to anything." So good try, and I can just flick that off there with like. No, that's not a real camera. Try again, sir. Well, believe me, the only place I ever worked where there was a real camera network that was sophisticated and intricate and had someone monitoring it at all times was a museum. Um, nowhere else yeah. I've ever worked where the camera's real. And if they were real, they weren't being monitored. But mostly they're not hooked up to anything. So, yeah, I know. Um but to like return to the example of hypothetically stealing Ben and Jerry's from a grocery store, right? You know what's weird about that is I was kidding before that I wouldn't get caught because I would get caught. But you know what would happen is no one would stop me on the way out. Nobody would stop me when I got in my car. I would get out of the parking lot, drive down the road, and get swarmed by cop cars a thousand feet away. That's how it goes. That's how it would happen here. Whereas, like, maybe yeah, in New York, maybe. If, if you if you fucking stole from a, a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods there, you'd get stopped at the door. They'd probably kick you out of the place with, like, a little Polaroid or whatever that says never come back. But the cops would just yeah. have you drop the thing off, and I doubt they would even press charges. There's just too it's much going even... on. Nobody gives a shit. But guess what the Mayfield Heights cops have time for? Is somebody that stole Ben yeah. Jerry's from Giant Eagle, and they've been waiting all night so that every cop in the district can you know throw on their lights and pull yeah. out their guns mm-hmm. i'm telling you that the menace is incredible like another example is i go on walks every night right because i'm trying to get my ten thousand steps i have no other way of doing it <laughs> other than making it an activity now and because not that many people walk around i mean you know people walk suspicious their dogs yeah. i'm very suspicious looking at my age and my dress being alone like I bet I look kind of sus. I, I'm sure I do. I'm not walking a dog. I'm not with somebody else. I'm not elderly. People don't recognize me because I just got here, you know. That's true. Yeah. As soon as my route becomes clear, everyone will be like, oh, the kid with the pink shoes, fine. But that's not established yet. So when I see police and stuff, it's like they're looking at you. They slow down a little bit. It's like very strange. And I get the sense they do that to every pedestrian because even being a pedestrian is suspicious. You know? Yes. I've never felt menaced by the police in New York. You know, with all the usual caveats of like, hey, I'm white. You know, I get it. I get that this is not a similar experience for everybody, but I feel menaced by them here because they're bored. And I know they feel assaulted yeah. by the culture right now. And I know they have like nothing better to do. It's very weird. They the boredom is a is yeah i i'm just like doing the like mental map of that area and going like they have stuff to do they do like there are people like doing legitimate like it is also like very suburban crime where it's like we're we're the bling ring of stealing from coals or whatever and you're like 
uh, it's going to take a lot of that kind of theft to even get up to the like grand larceny charge. Like you're going to getting that twelve hundred dollars is going to be a real bitch. Like, come on, like aim oh, higher. What oh are you God. doing? You would like, have to fill a fifteen foot U-Haul with things from Kohl's to get to twelve hundred dollars. I. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, or you'd have to steal an appliance of some kind, which would require a really serious Ocean's Eleven-style night mission, which isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... Because I even think, like, working at ye old Beachwood Mall back in the day, like, we never really had giant theft ever. The only... I, I mean, I only know of one person who stole from it, and it was someone we went to undergrad with because they were proudly exclaiming how they stole while I was like within earshot and was like, huh? So, you know, um, well, all the, all the hypothetical examples from before about like stealing from big box stores and stuff like my friends and I used to do this when we were kids all the time. Like even, even going as far as to like bring tools to steal things like cut open packages and stuff. We would steal, um, for example, like Prismacolor markers were really expensive and really prized as a teenager back in the day. And we would steal huge quantities of them. But when I say that, I'm talking about a couple hundred dollars at a time, which as a teenager, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a heist. But you're still not going to be really criminal, criminally liable for anything like that. You're just stuffing your cargo pants. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I like, mean, I, I always thought it was like a matter of course of people stealing from the Utrecht on Coventry. Yeah, of course. Where people would be like, yeah, I have some really sick colors. I'm like, how the fuck did you buy I didn't buy it. I'm like, okay. Well, and the, and the real I trick that I'm sure, questions. I'm sure even some of our adult listeners still do that. I mean, hell, you know, not recently, but that I've done in my adult life is, you know, if you're buying 90% of what you're actually taking away, it's fine. I used to do that at the Blick on Myrtle in Brooklyn. Like, it, you know, if there's a special color that's really expensive, as long as I'm paying $300 for the rest of my shit, if that's in my pocket, mm, it's fine. It, nobody's harmed and also nobody cares. Like, you're not going to hassle a paying customer. It only looks suspicious if you buy nothing and you walk in and leave. They look at me crazy because I, like, stalk the aisles because it's so poorly organized that I, like, have to pace around and be like, where the fuck is the thing? I'm finding, I'm looking for the one thing. And they're like, sir, can we help you? I'm like, no. Admit, asking for help is admitting defeat, and I'm not doing that yet. Give me two more minutes of doing this. There is a gay man with a Hunter Biden-sized hickey in our store right now. Stalking the aisles. <laughs> get him out. He's, he's making his way to the old Holland. Make sure that he doesn't get it. I'm like, I can't afford that anyway. Fuck you. I don't know how that works. But this gambling, you don't have the one color. I'm going to try and find it somewhere else. No, you know, my uh, insight around here is just that all of, like I said before, I'm trying to connect these dots. Like, all of this paranoia is just stoked by the uh, availability of the resources to uh, make that problem boil over in the first place. Because, for example, on the Nextdoor app in Mayfield right now, apparently the big thing is break-ins of cars. And everyone, of course, because they're a little racist... Is like, oh, it's, you know, the a little a lot is the encroachment of, you know, the black people from over yonder, just to be frank about it. I mean, OK. And you know what it's not is that you know what it you know what it actually is, is teenagers, Bored teenagers. Yes. Yes. And uh. I don't understand. I don't understand how do, everybody doesn't know that. Like my car got broken into as a teenager a lot because I left it unlocked in the driveway. You know, an enemy of yours comes along and steals your keys and throws them in the woods. Like, it happens. You know what I mean? Somebody what? steals your fucking iPod. 
all of these things happened to me as a teenager by other teenagers. It wasn't yes. it wasn't some assault on the community by like a commu- like an outsider. It was people getting up to mischief that already live here. And that's exactly the same thing that's happening now, but it's like you know, the inherent the inherent like reactionary quality of communities on social media just amplifies it into something that it's not, and then eventually people end up believing in the ghost. You know? Yeah, I mean, everyone is living their like uh What's that thing with uh, the Scout, the book with Scout? Oh, I Lee I'm Harper on the name Harper Lee. Oh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, everyone's like in that world where they're like, it's that weird one. It's that weird, that weird darker than a paper bag guy over there. And you're like, no, 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 no. You're just racist. You need to stop. Look at the look at the white child with the shifty eyes, and uh, that's the one. That's the one. Right, and I could, mean, you I, know, could it also be that a lot of people around here are out of work and bored because of coronavirus, like everywhere else? I don't know. I think people that have had a, a stable situation the entire time, like, can't really grok the fact that, uh, I don't know, this situation as um, static as it seems is just as unstable as everywhere else. It's just that you know you're isolated in your own little uh, suburban enclave, your home. So it never appears as if anything changes. If you don't see people getting actively evicted and stuff, like I think that's a, another difference with like a dense urban center is where that stuff's a little bit more visible and the empathy towards people like that is a little more palatable because you're seeing the U-Haul trucks on the street every day. People around here are not really yeah. seeing that. So it doesn't register with them that the same number of people are out of work here as anywhere else. And so, yes, yeah, maybe people, they're breaking well, into cars. I don't know. Well, people rarely move in Ohio, too. They don't. They move once every two decades. Or they die. Yep. It's one of two things. You either move to a different thing, you move like three times as an adult, and then you die. Or you move into a home, and then you die. Like, there's very little constant moving where we are like, oh, another uh, first of the month, another U-Haul lining up one set of streets who knows but i mean the real estate in new york is dipping wildly like wild wildly is it finally coming down a lot have you been looking like it just comes up on on the googles so like they'll just be like here's a street easy i'm like huh like there are like floors of beautiful townhomes in park slope going for less than a mill which I think is alarming, but then rentals are also like, you know, luxury re- rehabilitated, whatever, like, are they luxury? Who knows? Are like down and down and down and down. And I'm like, oh, you can have like a nice building for $1,600. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Maybe. And like, even in Greenpoint, like two bedrooms are less than $3,000, which is like alarming or shocking. Not alarming, just like, huh, that's new. Yeah, um yeah. I don't really know what to say about that. I'm I'm really wondering I'm I'm really wondering what's going to happen cuz I don't I don't know. I think I think it might be coming down kind of temporarily as landlords realize that people have been fleeing the city to some extent and there's sort of no one to come back into it. But I wonder how long that will last like you notice that the the values are not coming down enough where it's affordable. It's just no, that it's no. more than astro- it's less than astronomical. Yes, and I and I kind of feel like people interests in New York might try to hold that line 
for as long as possible because if you ever lower the values too much you can never go back to the astronomical thing and i think everyone's kind of hedging their bets right now especially with the election coming up and stuff like i i, I really wonder i don't know i really wonder where that's going to go i also don't think we're out of the woods economically like especially no you know i don't know there's a lot of ins and outs but like especially if trump is a lame duck and decides to fuck everything up like one way or another whoever the next president is is going to inherit some kind of economic situation and obviously nothing's yes. going to be really done about it so i don't think you're going to see the uh more permanent situation until like the middle of next year like next summer will be a big indicator of what the future of like values in new york look like i think well there was a uh uh, some outlet i don't i don't know if it was like a an art net or an art news where it was like if people did take less rent people's property tax values were already set like a year ago right so they would have to take a massive write down and it's in no one's interest to do that because then they're losing like property value and also like granted they would lower their property taxes but then they would be like well then we couldn't ever charge the rent that we were used to charging Right. Especially in like commercial in commercial corridors. Like that's where people are really losing their shit. They're like, but we want to keep having three hundred and twenty five dollars a square foot. Like, but we can't have it now. But if we say that it's a possibility just to get some money, we're shooting ourselves in the foot, so it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, it's definitely a catch twenty two. I mean, especially with the New York fiscal situation like being on uh, uh, the virtual cliff right now as far as being able to maintain the number of employees that they have and like the benefits that they have and then all the public services like MTA and stuff. Oh, and add on the layer of like the current political environment, like one way or another corporate taxes or residential taxes have to go up. Like that's, what's going to be called for by the people that live there one way or another and if it goes the corporate way then they can't get their $325 a square foot anymore because they don't have buyers not because they can't yes. ask it and then on the yes. residential side if they raise their property taxes they can't lower rents and therefore no one moves in and you might have like a combined situation where both things happen because yes. New York is sort of forced their hand is sort of forced by the politics as far as how how to manage the like zoning and you know mm -hmm. attendant taxes but I don't know. That's ugly. I'm not I'm not really sure what would happen. Like it doesn't impact somebody like uh your landlord, our old, our old landlord Cynthia, like she can kind of do whatever she wants. Her property taxes are going to be more or less stable regardless and she doesn't own a big unit, you know. No. Yeah, it's not like it's a giant building, but when I think of like when you think of 70s 80s of like being able to like have like artist run spaces or whatever like back in the day it's because we didn't have these property tax tangos going on where people are trying to like falsely inflate their property values like people could just rent like a storefront because it's empty and they they're like hey, i don't want to see it empty anymore like sure you can rent it for like 400 bucks a month or a thousand dollars a month let's be real because even on the lower east side it's like uh what is it in 2012 there were spaces going for four thousand dollars a month so who knows what that was in 2020 or 2019, rather 2020, everyone fiscally has just declared it a wash. So no one uses it as a barometer of future or anything. People are like, let's just look at 2019 and then dial down from that. Right, right. That's where people are at. And I'm like, oh, interesting.
so really we're in 2018 part two cool yeah well and at the end of the day it's just a trade-off between the public services and real estate values and i think what you'll end up seeing is the maintenance of the real estate values at the expense of public services which doesn't mean anything for rich people you know or even upper middle people very much like if you can afford to take ubers who cares what happens to the mta and especially if you're working from home who gives a damn anymore um so I don't think the incentives are there to try to like balance the equation. I think they're there to just like sub- subtract from the education system and the transportation system and the infrastructure uh, in order to maintain the property values that uh, can't decline or you get into chaos. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, mean, I I'm, I'm thinking about hmm. this right now because in that Reaganland book that I've been reading about the about 1976 to 1980, a very similar thing happened in California and like the politics of the day uh, were such that they just kept choosing to raise property taxes so that they could, you know, maintain the employment and benefit structure of, uh, you know, the, the commons in California. But eventually that just reaches ahead and people are like, we're tired of this. Like I can't have my tax bill getting 150% higher year over year. And they decide to just slash everything at the end of the day like fuck your schools the, the class size is going to be 60 now and you're going to have 30 teachers instead of 100 and i and i could really really imagine that happening in new york especially given like uh most of the remaining population that has any influence over the politics of the city are people in that demographic that go to private schools anyway uh that don't need public transportation anyway it, it would be really hard outside of like a really organized grassroots situation from the proles to realign those incentives. I, I, I don't see that. I mean, if it's going to matter if people granted, no one likes the school from home in New York. Cause it means that someone has to be home with the kids. So then it's less work. Like people can't work if they're not working from home. So for most people, you're not working from home. You're going for an hourly job somewhere you're not on a salary where you can just like set up your macbook and just click clack away in a slack channel for eight hours like most people are like fuck i have to stay home from work from this hour to this hour and then take a late shift or whatever and help this dumbass with multiplication tables for christ's sake like and no one's happy about it they're like ah yes my child is gone and i can go to work yes very good um but like i don't know yeah, but my if that my, becomes the norm, well, things could. Well, know. but my point is, those people don't go to public school, and if they do, they go yeah, to yeah. a charter school, and they're concerned about their kids going back to their school. They don't care yeah. really what happens to the uh, public school in Canarsie. Yeah, and I'm that's waiting. where the cuts will be made, not from like avenues in Chelsea, not from avenues has an endowment that is stupid. It's dumb. Yes. Well, right, of course. I, yeah. I'm just wondering for the, like, we were kids to pop up where it's, like, just giant centers where it's, like, okay, we drop you off. It's kind of like daycare and school where the teachers are teaching from home because they're, like, we're not trying to die up in here. But, like, you can get all the kids together in, in like, a giant gym or whatever and just put up little Ikea desks with dividers. Right. And, and I don't know. Yeah. You know, Mrs. Adams is up on a huge projection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, can and there's I just you... like a couple people like serving lunch and going like, "Here you go," like right. and just making sure they're not cheating on tests or something. Like ever, like you have a, a new class of like gig economy proctors who are there to proctor school. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of already happening because I know uh, right before I left, like the public school near us was, um, it was half learn from home, half be in school. And I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not like completely privatized in the sense that you're describing where there's like gig economy proctors or whatever. But that essentially is what teachers end up becoming is like, I don't know, you're just hurting the kids for the couple of days that they're there to get them out of the parents hair. I'm sure not very much learning is happening. Yes. And then on the other side, you're just uh, sort of occupying them on the screen at home. And again, not much learning is happening. Um, you know, I don't know. Are New York public schools completely open now or not? I'm not up on it. It depends on the zones that they're in. Right. So if anyone's in a re- I th- the red zones kind of went away, but if anyone's in a red zone, there's no school. I think even orange zone, whatever, they're like, no. But I think everybody went down to a yellow zone. Hmm. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know how much longer anybody can keep this up. Like, I know you said before that the Ohio's in the purple zone again or whatever. And obviously the situation is just different space-wise and stuff out here. But like, you know, that doesn't mean anything to anybody here because no. you can know that. But like at the same time, like nothing's ever going to change from whatever this status quo is now, which is everything's back to normal plus masks. Like that's it. And there's, there is not going to be any change in that. And uh, you know, that's, that's part of the reason that I came here is like, I, I don't understand how New York can like keep up trying to do different zones anymore. Like, are you really having an effect? Like, I just don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think it's still less people getting sick because when they shut it down, it it drops like a fucking bucket of lead. It's just like, oh, and it went down. I'm like, okay, well, then what were you trying to force people back into that's unsafe? And what didn't happen in that process? It's like things that they chose to do or things that they have to do. And that's the part where I go, well... Do you have to maybe invest in things? And it's like, well, we don't want to do that. We 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 just want to go back to normal. And we've said many times, like, back to is not a thing you want to achieve. You have to reimagine what the world is going to look like. Right, but, but that's hard to do. Well, it's not it, it's not that it's hard to do. What nobody is saying is that that's just a talking point to make people feel better. It's impossible to do. There is no willingness on the part of any government, like local, state, or federal, to spend their way out of this. They just won't do it. Like that's that's not yeah. that's not part that's not part of the the neoliberal equation, to use the buzzword. Like you just can't do that. Like that option is off the table, even though it's the obvious thing. So you have to use the the talking point that says that that's what you should do, and then not do it. Yeah, I mean it's we're in. A, I don't know. It's an incredibly frustrating situation. Like, you know, plexiglass, folks. Plexiglass. It's so expensive. You go to New York. Who's got all the money for plexiglass? I'm like, have you been to Canal? I mean, everyone does. What are you talking about? Like, there's plexiglass asunder in this city. We have, welcome to New York City, home of Plexi. Well, and it's like at the end of the day, you're stimulating the economy by getting to people to buy plexiglass barriers that don't do anything. It's a fucking airborne virus that we've learned doesn't really live on surfaces. Plexiglass dividers are just virtue signaling. They're nothing. You cannot have them and it would be the same. They stop nothing. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's just it's just a way to consume your way out of a situation when that's not what. Is that's it because not the, the HEPA filters out. they're made in China? We can't buy the HEPA filters, people. Oh yeah, we can't buy it. Our Chinese overlords. That Samsung HEPA filter? No. <laughs> you need the America HEPA filter. Oh wait, we don't make those. We don't do anything that does fan. Well, Dyson. No, that's English. Huh. Yeah, yeah I thought Dyson sh- was Scandinavian, actually. 
It's English. English. Yeah. Have you, you never saw the Dyson commercials in the late '90s, early 2000s, like late night TV? This is a Dyson. I tried to make because it was one guy, like Mister. There is a Mister Dyson. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And he was like, "Well, if you do a, a tornado in a little chamber, it'll suck the things with with no bag, no musk, no fuss, no extra clutter, and it will just suck everything in at much less particulate in the air." And you're like. Sign me up. How much? Four hundred dollars for this vacuum, and you go get wrecked, Englishman. No, <laughs> I think he was just you trying to invent a dick sucking machine and then market it as a vacuum. <sighs> that seems like the most likely situation. I tried to have it suck me off, but it couldn't even get the come out. But it, it was great with dust. <laughs> so I applied it to my floor and was alarmed at what was drawn out of my my rugs and my carpets. Actually, rugs. There's no carpet in England. I take that back. Rugs. Hmm. Hmm. I make a point about the, this is a real deep callback, about the lights on timers. Yeah. I've always been a big fan because I used to do it in, I like I had a timer from living in New Jersey, like being like, I was like, oh, we're going away for whatever. I have to get a timer because that was also like a suburban thing that I was about. Oh, if you go on vacation, you have to put your lights on a timer. So it looks like you're home. And I'm like, okay, it's a $10 security system. Sure. But now I just do it. So that way there's a light on when I come home. Yeah, no. So hey. I, don't like, I don't like entering a, a dark apartment because I'm like mm, creepy. Um, like it's nice to just be like, oh, my lamp is on. Great. No, hey, listen. I mean, things on timers are great. I don't know. You know, putting an air conditioner on a timer is a great thing. You can do it with lights. You can do it with whatever. I have no problem with the timers per se. Just the 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 theater of it all. Well, yeah, just the idea that it like is a legitimate security device. Like, I don't think that works. You think other people no, don't know about timers? Doesn't. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely not. It, it's, just, it's just for yourself. Yeah. It's totally no. a yeah a self a self soothing thing, but but yeah, hey, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I love I love automated things. The less uh, cycles you have to take up in your own brain with uh, things that the computer can do for you, great. Well. I mean, what you're not going to have is automated uh, cupcake machine in Ohio, which, you know. Wait, is that a thing now still... somewhere else? It's been a thing in New York forever. What are you talking about? Automated cupcake machine. What are you talking about? It's called a cupcake ATM. Sprinkles. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> there was, there's one on Lexington on the Upper East and uh, on, I think, uh, one in mid uh, Times Square and then I think another one down down south you know what yeah, i ran into at, atm you know what i ran into at a uh, giant eagle while i was getting my ben and jerry's that i hadn't seen irl in a very long time was a coin star machine what yeah i you know i was in the market for a coin star not long before i moved because i had a uh, 66 dollars and 53 cents in change that i would rather not have rolled okay uh, rain man myself right. uh but i did roll it myself uh but I looked for a coin star in New York, and they were few and far between. But I ran into one right at the grocery store here, and you can now buy Bitcoin at the coin star machine. So you can. What put, are you? What kind of Bitcoin are you going to buy with sixty-six dollars? You can put your sixty-six dollars like and fifty-three cents into the coin star machine, and it'll take that eleven percent away, and then you'll have point zero 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 seven of a Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's for people who are like, oh, I think my. My son said something about Bitcoin. I'll cash in my change for Bitcoin. I mean, is the Coinstar also right next to the Redbox machine? Uh, it yes. probably used to be, yeah, for sure. But now it's next to one of those Coke machines that can make you like a custom drink. 
you know, where you have like, um, like the fountain where it has the yes, where you have buttons. all of the options and you can make it the most vicious suicide of all time. Excuse me. Yeah. What? What the fuck is a suicide? Uh, a suicide is when you go to a fountain drink machine and you just mix as many things together as you possibly can. Oh no! We used to do this at that Taco doesn't... Bell all the time, uh, and you know, I would mostly make it Baja Blast, but then you just add a little bit of Dr Pepper, a little bit of uh, Mountain Dew, whatever. You know, that's disgusting. By the way, I, I, mm. did you hear that Taco mm. Bell is eliminating Baja Blast from their menu? That's probably for the health of its constituents. I, you know. Mm-hmm. They when I did my order, grande, there was no Mexican pizza. Oh, geez. Yeah, they're just they're just taking their menu down, man. They're trying to help also, you, Will. They're <laughs> trying to improve your life. They're trying to limit your options. As long as they leave the CGC, I don't really give a fuck. I'll be fine. Life will be life will go on. But I mean, I uh, I mean, if you can't get bagels and the biggest draw in your area is a new Chick-fil-A, I don't know. You're kind of in a, a zone of ill repute. I don't know what to tell you. Oh yeah, I mean I expected nothing less though. And there's there is uh there is nothing but monoculture here, and that's okay. On some level that's what I wanted. It's only alarming to watch it on TV. It's not alarming to live in it. It's not deeply unsettling on some level. No. No, again, no. Not not in not in life. It's it's deeply alarming to be immersed in it and have it advertised to you simultaneously. That's what I don't like. I don't like the radio and the TV ads about the things that I can see with my own eyes that are lies, you know? Oh, got it. Because, oh, you know, so I like, love a terrible drive thing. Drive into checkers, get the, or rallies. Yes, yes. Drive into rallies and get your thing, and you're like, I know, there's a rallies down the street. What the fuck? Well, and it's not just the it's not just the awareness of the proximity or whatever. It's just that, like, hey, the garlic butter burger doesn't look like that and doesn't make me feel like the commercial is supposed to make me feel. You know, I don't know. Like, I've gotten into several conversations just sitting on the couch or whatever that are, like, about which fast food restaurant is better. Like, things that we've talked about in this podcast ad infinitum, but, like, talked about in earnest with no sense of irony at all. And it's it's very well, difficult. It's very difficult for me to have that be the baseline of conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I resent that. It's like, well, no, it's like it's OK to be surrounded by this stuff, but that's not that's also not a topic. That's not a thing, you know? That's just I an mean, abstract, I... re- reified entity that is being, like, cast into your brain. That's not an idea. That's not a thought. I mean, I was talking to my mom because I was like, hi, I have to let you know that I was attacked by doors today. Um, and she, they were watching a football game of some... I don't know. I don't ask that many questions, but uh, apparently the there's an the ad in Ohio... What? I said the Browns beat the Bengals today. It was a good game, actually. I watched most of it. Oh, that's so much orange. Um, the There's an ad in Ohio about, like, hi, were you in the Boy Scouts in the 80s or 70s through the 90s? Do you want to join a class action lawsuit? And my, my mom was like, I keep asking your father if he is a Boy Scout just so we can get some money. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like Did so you're Scout asking Master if you got diddled finger your hole hmm? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of merit badge is a donut i don't know um i was like oh oh i'm like this is not fun i'm like that you think this is funny is twisted in so many ways but i'm like okay well 
Well, I think that's a, I think that's a good sign actually, because that's like the um, that's the teardrop of irony that I miss. You know, is just like isn't that funny that that's an ad at all? Whereas my experience has been like it would not be seen as dystopian that that ad about being diddled by a scoutmaster airs between an ad for my pillow and sonic you would talk about all three things on an equivalent level and that's what i don't like like wait one thing says something very negative about the other two things and what they're all trying to project together is bad like what about that? And it's like just doesn't even register. Wait, my pillow ads are real. They're not yes. just things that they show with irony at Williamsburg Cinema. No, the, the my pillow guy right now is peddling um, Egyptian sheets. So you know how Egyptian cotton is like a fake big deal in the sheet world and thread count and stuff. So he's got his like uh, Egyptian threshold sheets. You'll never sleep better for five easy payments of ninety nine ninety five. You know, and they're very expensive, and they're obviously shitty. I. This is now you've sparked a tangent because now I'm going to go off on thread counts. Thread counts are a horseshit lie, because a 600 thread count does not mean better sleep than 300. 300 is like great. 200 fine. 300 is really where you're looking, but also that's if you're some basic bitch sleeping on cotton. If you're not sleeping on linen, fuck you. Like, no linen's better and that's why i don't mind paying like exorbitant amounts for linen goods oh i mean the my pillow guy sheets are clearly made of like t-shirt material wait jersey egyptian cotton yeah basically yeah like it's a dorm room okay did you ever have the jersey sheets as of course a, a dorm i did child? yes i did as a dorm child yeah disgusting I didn't mind them, actually, because, uh, well, you know what? I take that back. I did mind them. I liked them because they're really cold when you get in them, but then they don't transfer heat well, so they get hot over the course of the night. That was the worst part. Yeah, it's a t-shirt. It just absorbs sweat. It's gross. It's disgusting. And then the entire bed is a pit stain, Mm -hmm. and you can't get that out, because are you doing that much laundry as a dorm child? No. No, of course not. I don't remember doing my laundry ever, really, now that I think about it. Probably once oh, I used to go home every weekend and just deliver my laundry while I went to work. Uh, you like, were one of those. Here. Yeah, my dorm roommate was a go home every weekend to do laundry type of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to get my supplies for the week. I had to get my yogurt and my orange juice for breakfast that I kept in the fridge, that I kept in Scott Rose's mini fridge mm-hmm. because he didn't use it. Actually, no, he did. But it was like Bud Light Lime and Ramen. Yeah. 